Welcome to the Two Vets Talk Pets podcast, hosted by veterinarians Dr. Lewis Kirkham and Dr. Robbie Anderton, who'll give you the inside scoop on the secret lives of your pets and have a lighthearted look at the latest animal news, health tips, and other random facts. All names of people and pets have been changed for confidentiality, so if the story sounds familiar, don't flatter yourself. Every owner is just as animal crazy as you are. So sit down, place your furry, feathered, or scaly best friend on your lap, and it's over to Lewis and Robbie. Hello and welcome, listeners, to episode 143 of the Two Vets Talk Pets podcast, where too much talking and pets is barely enough. I'm Dr. Robbie Ann, and I'm joined this week by a man who, it must be said, has been fielding many, many uh, requests from a, a certain uh, hardline uh, liberal national MP, uh, Craig Kelly, when it's been revealed that it turns out that Lewis has actually been using ivermectin for many, many years through his career. So, uh, so Mr. Kelly is uh, very interested to find out from Lewis what uh, other magical things this wonderful drug ivermectin might be able to be used for. It's Dr. Lewis Kirkham. Lewis, how are you going? Uh, fantastic, mate. Ivermectin and bleach for me. That's uh, no need for a vaccine. We've uh, got them all covered at work. No worries. All, all in the one syringe? Yep. Yeah, well, I reckon. Yeah, I haven't talked to to uh, Trump and his his advisors on on how to mix it up, but I'm sure Craig Kelly might he might have some advice for us. Well, He's a if not Pete Evans because you're oh, yeah. on Pete Evans's podcast, so that's why we know that uh, that that Craig Kelly's interested in podcasts. But uh, for any of our international listeners who are trying to work out what you know biting social commentary lewis and i are coming up with on our two vets talk pets podcast um uh, just a nice little debate at the moment on a uh, certain rogue uh, politician who's spouting fairly non-scientific claims on what may or may not help uh, to try and deal with the pandemic but uh, i was saying to a client today that Vets have been using ivermectin for many years, you know, so so it's no wonder no vets are getting COVID because we've just got ivermectin lying around everywhere, Lewis. Oh, we're just splashing around, mate. It's like gin and tonic for us on a Friday, ivermectin and bleach. Yeah, a little, little, <laughs> bit, of, little bit of lime juice and, yeah, a, and a little right. parasol. Yeah, yeah it's, just it's great. Mint delicious. leaf. Yeah, and has, um, has Pete Evans replied to your request to get him on the show at all, to have him on the podcast, talk about his new big kibble he's, he's got going on there? No, unfortunately, no, he, haven't. Not, he hasn't got back to you. He, not, not yet. I'm still, I'm still holding out. The fact that I called him not Manu, I don't think is actually a uh, has, <laughs> has helped my cause. So, dear not Manu, yeah. um, that's, a, that's a, that's a, you know, a, a nod to uh, Will Anderson. Right. Um, oh, there you go. Podcast was talking about yeah that we don't mention Pete Evans as not by name anymore. Oh, we just call him idea. not Manu. I like that. I like that. Well, I, I bought his Van de Graaff generator. It hasn't hasn't done much for me, really. Prevention oh. of COVID. Oh, I haven't had COVID, so thankfully, maybe it is working. Is that the twenty five thousand yeah. dollar uh, one that he was selling on his website? Oh, yeah, nice. Yes. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Good. I thought you looked very chipper, Lewis. No wonder. Yes, it's, a, it's the sort of chipper that you only get from parting with twenty five thousand dollars for a uh, really really. Great medical device. You oh, para, it, para medical device. Yeah, you thought it was the new ring light that uh, that I bought to, to really illuminate my face that was making me look good, didn't you, mate? No, nah, that's yeah. only me. I know you. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm very jealous. Ooh, very, very jealous it's, of that new little really, light you've got there. It's, it's working well for your Instagram shots, mate. They're looking fantastic. Really highlighting the, the shades of your abs. It's, it's excellent. 
what it is doing, it's making my beard look spectacular. <laughs> yeah, like I've got a pretty crappy beard, but tell you what, because the lining up from up above, it's really looking dense. Like I actually look like a man, Lewis. This is terrific. And I maybe, feel like my voice should be deeper. Has it got a bit of laser in it, mate, that um, maybe it's just, just thickening up the growth as you're putting it on yourself, like a Shane Warren, yeah, yeah style. An advanced hair type yes. scenario. I hadn't thought that. Are they a sponsor? Because I think we could... Well, it's certainly me. I'll just throw you under the bus, mate, but I could do it with the advanced hair. If, they, if they're listening, guys, yeah, help us out. A, a bit of follicular uh, follicular uh, assistance, that'd be great. Yeah, anyway, let's move on to vet stuff, hey? We can talk oh. politics and conspiracies all day, but that's not really not two vets. Why not? Two vets talk conspiracies and politics. I had a, <laughs> hey, how about this, mate? How yeah. long have you ever had a fish consult? Like a fish uh, come in for a consult. No, no, I, 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 not I, on I, its own. I, I loked him, locum dot a key. Yeah, yeah. Fish, her name was Wanda. It was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I um I worked at a clinic that uh, with a guy who saw fish. Yes. Um, and and he was a he was a very um interesting uh vet. Uh, Let's get him on the show. I can't remember his name, but I remember Richard uh, Lowe. I'm not sure. No, I'm not no, sure. Richard Lays a fish fit. Anyway, yeah. So, but, um, first, but no, I, but no, I haven't. I reckon this is the first time. So the um, the owner brought the the owner brought the fish in in a, in a, obviously they brought in a fish bowl. Good. And they put it on the um, I uh, put it on the on the table, and I thought, you know, oh, yeah, 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 okay, yeah, how's it going? What's what's going with the fish? Oh, it's having epileptic seizures, and I was like, oh, that's a bit <laughs> right. weird. So, so, so I looked looked in the bowl, gone, I looked at the fish. Yep, looks fine to me. And the owner's gone, no, no, you haven't taken it out of the bowl yet. (laughs) 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 Big shout out to big shout out to Deborah and uh, and Sammy J on on ABC radio. Someone rang in with that one. I thought that was a perler. Very, very nice joke. Oh, that's um that is (laughs) that was a good one. Good one for the kids. Nice, nice. Well, that's that's very good. Well, um, you know, in in interest of um, of uh, you know input and, and help on that sort of, we had a uh, an interesting scenario this week, which um, you know th- this might get um, a, a Rod from the Cat Lovers shows uh, lawyers are interested in us again. Um, so we're as with all vet clinics inundated with puppies at the moment, and so we're trying as hard as we can to try and accommodate as many puppies in our puppy classes as possible, but still we're trying to do it COVID safe because the reality is we've got a lot of people coming into a into a confined space and apart from restaurants and things like that there's not that many other places indoors where people are getting in sort of sitting in in proximity with each other for uh, 45 minutes to an hour so so we're running now two classes a week uh but we're, we're limited to, uh, the so with each pup can have two people two people per pup and and that's it because previously like when we first started having people coming in, it was one, but now we've gone to two. Um, so not mentioning any names, but I'm sure if the person happened to be listening to the podcast, but I don't think they will anymore after, as the story goes on. Um, it's not Willow, uh, not Willow. Is it? We haven't mentioned Willow for a while. No, nah, it's not DW. No, no. no. Okay. Um, anyway, shout out to Willow. Uh, uh, the, for the, the, hi, Willow. Um, <laughs> the, so this particular client rang up and said, um, can I bring my two kids? Uh, no, no, look, we're really sorry, but it's, it's two people per yep. Uh, per pet, uh, per dog, as has been said in the email and also the phone call that 
Jen, has, our, our vet nurse that runs it, has made. Um, and so now she's doing making twice as many phone calls, twice as many emails and setting up puppy class twice as much because we're doing two classes every every week, like on the same day. So she's going from five o'clock until seven o'clock oh, just going wow. puppy class. Wow. Um, so because we know how important it is. Mm. So five minutes before the class, in comes the the client with her puppy and her two kids. Oh, okay. And, right. and and after she's already said, I'm not wearing a mask because I'm missing um, half of my lungs. Um, so, okay, right. Fair so enough. Yeah. You, you, you have yeah. a medical condition. That you, yep. it, that's fine. You can come. Um, why can't I come in with my two kids? Why are you discriminating against me for bringing in my two kids? Well, look, we're not, oh, we're, we're, we are trying to, we, we've, we've got a limit of the amount of people that we can have in here. Um, uh, oh, this is, this is a disgrace. Uh, look, I can see in there, you've only got a few puppies in there. Surely you can fit another ticket. Well, actually we've already had to, We've, we've, we've knocked one person back from bringing their two kids. You know, we can't make an exemption for you. Was, oh, it, is it, was, it, was one of the Brioni, Brioni, one of the kids, was she filming this whole from the, from, you know, both kids from two different angles? Was it, was it, was her name, was it Karen? Was it uh, and she, uh, being filmed and you were like, hang on. I didn't see that. I didn't no, see whether right, or not okay. it was the same person from Bunnings at that time with the with the mm, face mask. Yeah. And so 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 she left in a huff, 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 huff. Off she goes. Okay, right. And and Jen was she was pretty upset, you know, talking me, going, oh, I feel really bad. And I said, look, uh, we've 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 got these rules here. We have to have them. We wish we didn't have to, but we do. Yeah. Um, next day, email. I can't believe the way that I've been treated. I've been a client for 10 years, so I've had enough now. And so Lynn wrote an email, the practice manager wrote an email back saying, sorry, this is, you know, really sorry that this is, uh, that you feel this way, but we've all been working really hard to try and get puppy classes back up in a safe way. Um, sorry that you, you know, if you feel the need that that's going to be, um, that, that, you know, that the pleasantries, so then she's replied back, I can't believe that that's your, that's your response. You know, after 50,000 people were in Melbourne standing side by side for five hours at the Invasion dear. Day rally, and they're letting 30,000 oh people a day at oh the dear. Australian Open, maybe you need to adjust your COVID protocols on it. Wow. Thank, thank you very much for your, for your input. <laughs> Goodbye. Let me know where, where we can send your history to. Absolutely. Oh, Absolutely. Wow. Oh, so, gosh. So you, you, you work really hard trying to please everyone. And every now and again, you get someone that no matter what you do, Lewis, you can. And, and you know, I mean, this has upset the staff as well because, yeah. you know, because they they don't, well, I don't like them to have to deal with this sort of stuff. But crikey, I mean, we've done nothing wrong. No. No, no, it's and, just she, yeah. she wanted to fight, mate, I think, and wanted to make a point. And, you know, sometimes, like you say, you, you just can't please everybody. You're doing your best to keep the community, keep your staff, keep everybody safe. And, look, you know, some people just want to bend those rules, don't they? Yes, so absolutely. It's, it's, it's just it's the ups and downs of vets, mate, which is, brings me to an interesting case that I saw. Uh, uh, actually, it was before I went on holidays, oh, and yes. um, it was a well an interesting case. When I say it's sort of the ups and downs of diagnosis in vet vet science, so the roller coaster. Yeah, so was, uh, this golden retriever came in. It's an older dog. It's sort of, you know, I don't know, fifteen, you know, well into old age, fifteen mm. years old. You know, lost a little bit of weight when it first walked in. And I thought, oh, that's a bit weird. It looks a bit skinny. You know, that sort of thing. Yeah. The owner sort of said, oh, you know, he's got a bit of arthritis. I'm not worried about how it's walking, but um, but I'm actually worried about these lumps under its neck. 
Ooh. And at that time, I thought, oh, I thought of Rosie, you know, yes. at that stage. Yeah. It was about the time when, when Rosie had been diagnosed. And, and so I had a feel of this, this dog. And sure enough, both lymph nodes that sit under the, under the, the, um, under the jaw there, on the top of the neck, were enlarged and quite, quite enlarged and almost so enlarged they were joining together. Oh, crikey. And I thought, wow, that's, yeah, that's interesting. And feeling all the other lymph nodes, though, um, and none of the others were enlarged. And I thought, right. Oh. But even so, I still, you know, you know, when you sort of, you have a hunch and, you know, yes. push you and you still say, oh, look, yeah. What do you think it is, Lewis? Do, you know, what's your opinion? Well, unfortunately, I think your dog's probably got cancer. You know, I, yeah. I, I think, you know, we had did a lot of talking around that, but then eventually that's where we came to that. Like, look, unfortunately, there's not a lot of things, you know, yes, you know, I looked in the mouth, the teeth were fine. There was no big stick, you know, stuck mm. in the back of the throat or, you know, it didn't appear to be sort of an infection, um, or, which, which is the other possibility, something, mm. something mouth related potentially, because it was weird that the other lymph nodes weren't up. And so I sort of said, you know, look, we'll take a, we'll put a needle in there, take a sample, send it off to the lab. I, you know, unfortunately, I don't think it's going to be a good, you know, outcome sort of thing. Anyway, got the result back, uh, you know, 24 hours later. Would you believe it? Infection. Oh, really? Infection. Yes. Uh, separative uh, separative uh, lymphadenitis. L- lymphadenitis. Yes, yeah. Right. And I, I thought, okay, well, that's interesting. So, you know, happy. That's amazing. That's great. 15 year old. Antibiotics. Dog. Yeah. Let's, let's give us some antibiotics. And so rang the owner and yep, that's all. Yep. Good. I've got good news for you. I was wrong. And it's, uh, it's come back as, as an infection. Here's some antibiotics, you know, I went on holidays, uh, a week of antibiotics. And then I looked up the history and I got from holidays. It went well for the week was on the antibiotics. And then it went downhill and everything, all the lymph nodes went up after, oh. after the antibiotics stopped right after emergency and they did blood, full bloods. And uh, I think they did all, you know, a few further tests and really they couldn't identify anything except there was some sort of cancerous something going on somewhere. So right. for me, it was the ups and downs. It was the, the down of the initial consult telling yes. the owner, look, I think your dogs, you know, and then the up of, Oh, well, I it's, think I can it fix this. Like it is cancer. It's, got, yes. it's got another few years. It's got another yeah. 20. Well, yeah. 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 It's got time. And then to then go, oh, hang on. Didn't go so well. So it's the ups and downs, isn't it, mate? And, and, um, yeah. And then further this week, I actually saw another whippet as well that uh, had had lymph node enlargement all over too. And I thought of Rosie oh, really? too. So, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So again, taking some fine little aspirates. I took a few, few samples that time of different lymph nodes. I thought I'm not getting, not having the same thing happen again. No, no, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but now Rosie's, uh, she, she had her first, um, first injectable treatment this week. So, uh, so because last week was the, was the tablet. So mm-hmm. it was the first time we've set up, we had worked through all the, protocols and had all of our things there and had all of our spill kits and uh and all the the, the magical um they call them farsi or the the sort of the uh, ad, uh adapters that you attach on so there's no leakage or aerosolization or anything like that of any of the uh, uh any of the treatments so she seems like she's still kicking around pretty well so you know she Fantastic. hasn't seen or been as affected by the medication this week like what she was last week so that's awesome and you did bloods beforehand and they were all good the, the, the white cells were a little low, so we've um, so I've taken. I'm going to take some more bloods tomorrow and just check and make yeah, sure. Like right. it's not 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 low enough to make me think that I had to stop, but yep. low enough to make me think oh, I probably need to recheck it again this week and then again before we do the uh, before we give take her blood or before we give her the next treatment next week. Yeah, fantastic. Oh, we're going to plan, mate. That sounds sounds as promising as could be expected. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, 
Now, um, I wanted to tell you a little story about Zilkeen this week, our, our sponsors, as as always, Zilkeen, the Fancy. wonderful uh, Alpha, Alpha Cazozapine, the, um, the, the great people out at Vetkinol, uh, who, the, the mild anxiety-relieving medication. Um, I had a, a, a dog this week that's been um, a, 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 a puppy who is – He's, they're just having trouble with trying to get this dog to to learn. Like he just gets himself too excited, you know. He's just just constantly, oh my goodness, everything's everything's exciting and everything's terrific, you know. And, mm-hmm. and it's a nice enough puppy, but they're just having real trouble trying to get some purchase with him being able to learn things. So I was talking yeah, to them right. about things like calm on command and just trying to um only doing short little things with him so rather than you know you don't try and teach a kid that's bouncing off the walls the entire you know seven times tables at once you might start with you know one to three and then you might go four to seven you know just slowly start to build up but i said maybe let's get some zilkeen to try because that might help to just relax him a little bit just to try and help to facilitate that learning and have him realize that hang on, good stuff happens when I actually listen to what my owners are telling me. So maybe I'll do that a little bit more often. Yeah, right. Excellent. Yeah, well, yeah. often those really excited puppies, there's an, there's an anxiety component underneath. I mean, we see, the, sure. we see the clinic a lot, don't we? You get the dog that comes in. Oh, he's always so happy to be here. And they're yep. just over the top excited. And you're like, yeah, look, yeah, I think there's definitely some anxiety mm. showing his excitement. It's hard to get that across to owners sometimes that I think your dog's actually showing a bit of anxiety there. And uh, these are some steps we can do. So good. Uh, you can teach them a little bit of sort of uh, – Oh, just some uh, some relaxing exercises sometimes with those little puppies as well. You teach them uh, sit on their mats, you know, give them a chew toy like a cone with peanut butter or something like that, mm-hmm. and then walk past and throw drop treats when they're relaxed and tell them a good boy when they're calm and relaxed. That sometimes helps too, but also helps uh, sometimes with those dogs as well is some exercise as well, which is difficult yeah. depending on, you know, your, your, your parvo sort of thing and when you can get them out walking. But- yeah. Certainly that, that helps. Good stuff, mate. We're interesting to hear how we go. Yeah, it certainly works with uh, with me, with Christina, when I'm sitting on my mat and she walks past and tells me I'm a good boy and chucks me some M&Ms. So oh. yeah, it, was, it works work, works brilliantly for me. Very nice. Well, I saw a bit of the moves before that you're doing on the mat while you're waiting for her to come over. It's excellent, mate. It's I've, got, I've, got, I've got to work very, very hard to keep these hamstrings stretched, Lewis, now, <laughs> now at my age. You know, I've, got to, I've got to try and keep myself limber. Very good. And a big thank you to Delicate Care, the Australian-made, Australian-owned food uh, that uh, contains all in Australian ingredients, or I think it's 99% Australian ingredients. Uh, it's got a bit of got a bit of Skippy, got a bit of Daffy in there. Yes. Um, some great great foods in there. Really highly recommend it. Um, uh, really good. I've got um, uh, got a, a cat that uh, that's got some some stomach issues that I put onto this week. It was actually a behaviour case as well. It was pooing and weeing around the house, a little Ooh. bit of diarrhoea. So I think it might be diarrhoea related. So we've started on some of the um, uh, some, the some sensitive of the... sensitive skin, sensitive stomach, the normal yes, protein exactly, diet. Exactly, yes. exactly. So big thank you to to uh, Delicate Care. Now. Also, mate, we've got uh, uh, Patreon supporters. Thank you very much to our Patreon supporters. The wonderful people on Patreon yeah. that are helping to support the podcast. We thank uh, you very, very much. Now, we actually got a message from Rebecca Duffy. Ah, yes. They haven't heard from Rebecca for a while. So, g'day, Rebecca. Nice to hear from you. Hi there. I'm still loving the podcast. My question for you guys is how do you keep an overly anxious patient at the office comfortable while also getting procedures slash appointments done on time? I've just started my first internship as a vet tech and would love your advice. 
Ooh. She then goes on a little bit. She, you know, I mean, we, we love our Patreon supporters, but yes, she's. Oh, I think she's pushing the the barrel a little bit. No, far she 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 next. can she can push the barrel as far as what Ooh. she likes. I'm not sure, mate. I don't know. Also, would it be possible for me to get a sticker from Suzanne the decal gal? Of course. Oh, oh, oh. I don't know. What? Of course. Of course you can. We haven't got that many stickers, mate. We've got They're like hen's teeth. Hen's teeth. No worries if not. Oh, good. That's good. But your <laughs> podcast would get advertised on my water bottle. Thanks so much. And I hope Rosie is doing well. Rebecca Duff. Oh, thank you, Rebecca. Thank so, you. all right. Well, Robbie says yes. So, all right. Maybe half a sticker. We'll get get. Suzanne to cut one yeah. and a half. Will we? get, get the get the one with my face on there because Lewis was obviously he, he's obviously been screwing all his ones away. Too, too tight to send. Yeah. send them. We'll send you a sticker. Or Suzanne will. Excellent. Yeah. We'll, we'll, hey. we'll probably need your address. Might be a start. Oh, that, that yes, yeah, that that'll help. Yeah. Uh, um. So so on to Rebecca's uh, question and query. Then how do you you know move through things while you're uh you know, while, while trying to keep on 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 time? Which is that is it's a it's a it's just a great question, and that sort of goes to a lot of the the issues that we have in in working as vets and time management and things, isn't it? Because, you know, it's, it's one thing to be able to rush through. I know when, you know, back in the black and white days, when, when we graduated, it was just get in, get them done and yeah. then get on to your next consult. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thankfully now I'm like, and I've sort of, Taken, and it's actually something I was going to talk about later on. Was uh, my um, uh, take your time and things will turn out fine kind of approach. So just trying to work out how we can, within the realms of what the the, the dogs and the cats will allow you to do. Sometimes you actually find if you do take just that little bit longer and try and desensitize or try and work out what it is that's firing off that patient that you're looking at. And try and do something different. So I had a dog the other day that put it on the table and it was freaking out. But when I dealt with it on the floor, it was absolutely fine. And then exactly the vice versa. I had a dog on the floor and I couldn't get near it. But then when the owners lifted it up onto the table, then the dog was much more compliant and then would actually take the treats because it didn't have a chair to hide under or the owner to hide under. So um, uh, I don't know. How do you uh, how do you sort of approach it? Oh, look, yeah, I'm totally with you, mate. It is, it is really, Rebecca, it's really difficult. It's, um, you know, you if you're in a busy clinic, um, it is often, you know, a lot of busy clinics just about getting the job done. But, but what I think I'm finding certainly as I'm oh, perhaps maturing a little bit and, you know, moving out of those black and white days that, that Robbie said is that actually taking just that little bit of extra time to, to be in tune with the pet mm. actually gives you and makes it quicker in, in the, um, a quicker outcome. You know, uh, I know it's going a little bit off topic, but you know, similar things like uh, you know, taking blood tests from from cats. You know, uh, certainly in the past, I've gone, oh, got to go out the back. You know, we have to get away from the owner. You know, I need you know, shave it up. You know, we need the light on. We need to do all this prep and all this sort of stuff. Whereas now, I'm very much. Oh, it's the owner, you know, are you okay if we take some bloods in here? Are you okay? You come around the front. Are you okay with needles? Yep, that's fine. Right, you come around, chat to the cat. Nurse comes in, just holds her head up. You know, we may not even shave. Mm. Just, just, you know, just wet it down a little bit and just just do the, 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 the procedure. And that actually, in a sense, while it might seem, oh, that's, that's a bit scary, it's actually quicker. Yes. Because, you know, I'm not going out the back. I'm not waiting for a spot out the back. I'm not checking their dogs put away. I'm not doing this. I'm not moving the mm. cat. I'm not transporting it around. So, so things like that. But I do, yeah, I do totally agree with you. It, it is really difficult. I'm not sure if your question is based around cons- consultations where you're having pets waiting in the waiting room um, and, the, you know, moving through the consult room or whether you're talking about animals that are waiting for a procedure. 
right yeah so, sort of sort of out the back but i guess i sort of try and you know summarize things i guess if if dogs and cats are, seem to be distressed trying to separate them is is a really big thing particularly mm. separating cats and dogs as much as possible so you know a cat cat comes in and there's a dog in the waiting room will you take the cat straight into you know into another area or up yeah. behind a bookshelf that's away from everyone so it can watch what's going on or or, or a, a separate spot um you know dogs if they're they're uh you know, scared of other dogs or, you know, don't like other dogs and trying to, you know, keep them separate, uh, are using rooms and concert rooms. But then if you're out the back and they're in their, their runs or in the, in the cages waiting for procedure, just a simple thing like putting a thick blanket over the whole front of the cage mm. makes an amazing difference, particularly to a dog that's stressed and panting and barking and getting really agitated. I mean, we're in a small clinic, we've got lots of movement out the front of cages. And I find that just helps a lot, just making sure everything's covered, not just a towel hung half in front of the cage. I'm talking like full coverage of the cage. That, that yeah. helps a lot. You know, making little hidey holes for the cat. So like a cardboard box, yes. turn it upside down, cut little little archway out of it and let, let them go in there. A lot of them love that sort of thing, having mm -hmm. their carrier in with them. Um, and, and, but I think the thing that I'm moving a lot more towards nowadays is I will use anxiety meds yeah. more often than not. Yeah. If I've got a, a dog that I, I walk in, I put it into a cage and straight away it's panting. I'm like, right, let's go and get some trazodone, buddy. That's, yeah. your, that's your, that's your pre-med. Before I even pre-med you, you get, I'm giving you that. And I'll put a note on the file and I'll go, look, next time this dog comes in, it needs to have this before it comes in. You know, yeah. it's really, and cats, you know, using, using a fair bit of uh, gabapentin or, you know, Zilkine, Feliway, Adapt, all those sort of products. Yeah. Really, really good trying to use medication more. Um, and I, I mean, I had a cat, this week that, uh, you know, I did a sort of consult with it and examined it and I could see he was getting upset with the examination. Um, it was getting a little bit, you know, just, uh, you know, looking at his teeth. back and sort Well, of no, not too bad. Even before that, just sort of, you know, I was looking at its mouth. It was just sort of just gently batting with its hand, yeah, okay. just like move away. And I thought, yeah, that's just not going the direction I like. So we sort of finished the, 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 um, the procedure, uh, the examination. I said, oh, look, I think we should take some bloods. And, um, and it's sort of, uh, you know, I said, let's do it in the, in the waiting room. And as soon as sort of we, we got set up and the owner was there, we sort of got on the head and, and the cat sort of just straight away batting at me. And I was like, look, you know, I think we can defer this for another day. Here's your gabapentin, load them up beforehand, come in in the morning. If we're still upset, I'm going to sedate the cat and fasted and then we'll get the bloods that way. Is this no point me? I could easily got the nurse that I know can grip the, the scruff and grip yep. the legs and hold it up and we'll get that blood. But the next yep. time the cat's going to hate me and I don't, I don't, I'm not really in the position of doing that. So I love medication. I think medication, sedation, those sorts of things, um, which, you know, if you're, if you are, um, if you're only, well, not only, but if you are a vet tech, you may not have access to those sort of things, but you can certainly, um, you know, talk, talk to, to your vets, talk, to talk to your vets. vets to be able to prescribe them. That's exactly. Thing, isn't it? And, yeah. and something, I mean, I know you just finished your course, so you might not want to do another one, but I'm really a fan of the fear free sort of stuff that gives a lot of insight of what you can do to make your clinic a better flow of a clinic, um, you know, and, and make it more comfortable for the animals and, and just being aware of the, the early body language, you know, that cat that's mm. just batting with its hand away, no ears back, no dilated pupils well before anything, but it's just saying, hang on, I just don't like that. And you just got to be in tune to that and go, righto, let's try something else. So yeah. great question though. Yeah, we had um I had an interesting one today with um with with Claudia um friend yeah big good friend great friend of the show another mm. Patreon supporter mm. um we had to try and get some blood off uh, one of her dogs and uh, so we tried earlier on in the week and she got herself really really upset and so okay right wave the white flag this isn't going to happen Claudia Claudia's upset 
You're upsetting the, the, the owners, Claudia. mate. You're upsetting oh, the owners. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. That we, is we, really. We tried to. I mean, we, I tried to give Claudia some some liver treats and tried to, yeah, you know, tried tried to hum to her to try and sort of relax yeah. her down, but just just didn't work. So we said, Claudia, I think we need to do this again another day. <laughs> um, so we uh, so we said, look, let's try some trazodone and see if that's going to help. Because yeah, Bernie's mountain dog, forty five kilos. If she yes. doesn't want to sit still, she doesn't want to sit no, still. No, no. So. Uh, she came in this morning to to try and take the bloods, and I said to Lynn, uh, again, practice manager, let's try and do it outside. Try doing Naughty. outside. Too much stimulation. She she was getting upset. So she seemed like she was good in the waiting room before. Let's try in the waiting room rather than in the consultation room. So we went into the waiting room, and unfortunately, we went into the waiting room. And my previous um, patient was this uh, was a staffy, and the staffy has just gone absolutely gang. <laughs> Oh, 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 dear. Oh, here Oops. we go. We are here. We go. We're in yeah. some trouble here. So, Staffy then went out, and so we just slowly sidled up next to her, and we give it. We're giving Mickey a pat, and said it's all okay. And then once she started to relax, once that adrenaline surge was starting to relax down, she sort of lay down and lay down on her tummy. And they're like, okay, right now we're going to try and get some bloods from her. So I said, okay, right, that's fine, that's fine. Let's let's just gently try and yeah. lift the neck up. And and so I do the same. I don't clip, um, you know, clip necks or things like that unless I really have to. You have these to, days. yes, yes. Um, and so I'm, I'm I'm on my tummy trying to try, <laughs> yes. trying to find find the trying to. And lucky she's a Bernese mountain dog, so she's got big enough yes. head and neck that I can lift it up far enough that I can actually get enough room for the syringe before yeah. it hit the ground. And uh, I, I couldn't quite get it. And so I said, look, I think we better clip some hair up. So um, got the quiet clippers and yep. and so I sort of started them up away from her and then brought her a little bit closer and then just touched the non-clipping end up onto her neck to get her used to the vibration, then turned around and, and it's just gone, and the clippers oh, died. Oh, oh, dear. Oh, you've oh. got to be kidding me. Right. Throw them away. And so then all of a sudden I hear the front door opening and I look around and my next client's another Bernese mountain dog that's coming in. And so the owner is waving at me. I'm going, and he's going, can I come in? I go, no, 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 yeah. stay, stay No, there, you cannot. No, so, you cannot. So, so I'm oh. there on, on, on my tummy. Lynn's helping you just gently hold her head up. We've got Cloudy and her mum on either side, just giving her a pat. Uh, I said, oh, my goodness, I hope I could find this fine. Yes, yeah. Oh. I managed to get it. So the 20 years I've been in the job, I haven't had to lie down on my on my stomach to take a blood sample. But, what? Rebecca, that's one of the things. You've just got to think outside the box sometimes. Yeah, exactly. And I'm oh, totally with you. It's it's a difficult thing in our profession, particularly if you're not at the pointy end of the clinic. You're obviously, you know, you just started your, your, you've just done an internship. I think you said, you know, you're not, mm. you're not up owning your clinic or the, the, the nurse that's got the 20 years of experience, but uh, trust me in, in your, uh, your time as a vet tech, uh, there will be massive changes in the industry. And, and I hope there's a, a real movement within the industry that that fear free will be the number one thing people will look for when they go to a vet clinic, not, uh, not what fancy equipment have you got, but, but how do you make the patients feel as comfortable as they can? So it's fantastic to hear someone aware of that at such a young, young start of their career. Nobody cares how much you know until they know how much you care. Oh, look at Robbie. Oh, is that on a, uh, is that on a little uh, crocheted uh, little, little blanket you've got up on the, on the fridge there, mate? Like, you know, home sweet home or, you know, no, but is that, is it I've got, I've got, it's yourself? actually, it's actually a picture that I've, it's a poster that I've got up out the back of the clinic of me holding on, you know, sh shirtless, but it's, but it's of tasteful. Of course. Right? Black and white, you know, yeah. um, Vladimir Putin style, just holding onto a little kitten. 
little pasties on, just covering up the, you know, the, the little tassels. So, so it's free, okay, to go on Instagram, you know, that sort of thing. Is that what you mean? Yep. I've got, I've got my arm across. So, so oh, I've got my arm across, flexing, flexing, flexing right, across. Very good. Okay, so, so you don't actually see the nipple, and the little kitten's just asleep, and I've just got this <laughs> caring look on my face. Really? So that's, yeah, yeah. That's my. Debonair. Oh, I've got oh, wow. Debonair, Robbie. Yes, that's caring, 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 Debonair. Yeah, and and one thing I would say, Rebecca, on that, and we've we've sort of you know had, you know, yabbled on about this a bit, but um, when you are starting, one of the big things is is that even if you like, if your boss starts giving you a hard time because you're going too quickly, but the clients love you and the clients really happy with what you're doing, the boss is going to listen, and if the boss doesn't listen, you will find another boss that will listen yes. and that will that will. And obviously, you're not going to take four hours for every um for every patient, but you'll you will learn what to do in what situations. So, yeah. yeah. I think that actually that's a big part as well. I mean, trying to get animals comfortable using food is, is um, you know, you mentioned that with, um, with Cloudy's dog, um, you know, using food wherever possible as well to try mm. and distract them. Um, I, I'm a big fan of those large dogs of uh, actually getting a tin of, of dog food or, or some peanut butter smeared um, onto a chair or something like that. They're yep. standing up licking away and I'll actually try and hit that back leg, the saphenous vein there. Oh, the wiggly sample. one. Yeah. Well, no, if you've got an owner just holding the head, patting. Yeah, yeah. Eating food at the front, there's not a lot of wiggling. Actually, oh, no. I, I oh, mean the wiggly oh, vein. Yes, I'm with you. I'm with the you wiggly now. vein yes. where you sit there, you're, you're trying to. It's, yes. a, it's that always moves away. Yeah. It's, a, it's a, that hard one with that lat saf of where you're sitting there going, you know, I could see I'm poking my needle, but the but the, the, the vein's you, moving with it. Support it. Yeah. Still your yeah. bloody thing. Anyway, um, so. And, and actually, that segues quite nicely into um, a thing that I wanted to talk about, Lewis. The, um, so there's been a couple of articles that I've come across this week. One that um, uh, Christina read to me uh, while we were lying on the couch the other night from um, the, uh, the Good Weekend um, from The Age. And actually, it's the same one that had the, um, the, the Danny Katz uh, dog poo uh, one oh, yeah. that we read out to everyone last week. And also then a, a, a lovely little article from the dating uh, part of the, uh, of the Herald Sun. Yes. So, 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 we're, so we're crossing both both sides of media here in right. Melbourne for this one. Yep. So, um, so this is uh, uh, the in the upfront uh, short little articles. It's gone by the. Uh, oh, sorry, that's Christina calling. Um, uh, uh, called Sean Free by um, by Frank Robson. So this goes on to talk about uh, someone who's uh, getting their getting their pets groomed. Um, so more than six months ago, I fell out with my hairdresser, a closet Trump supporter, and vowed not to get another haircut until the twin scourges of COVID-19 and Trumpism were under control. And then they go on talking about how hairy they are getting and also how hairy their dog is getting. Um, oh, let's see. I jokingly asked one of the groomers if I could get a quick trim while I was there getting my dog groomed. The groomer straight-faced, sorry, we only do pets. Me, well, I am a pet columnist. And the groomer, what's that? Maybe we could have also said a pet podcaster. Yes. They may have had the exact same look on their face. I told her not to worry and sat for another hour reading and watching other customers come and go. Some gave minimal instructions and left, but others went into extraordinary detail about styling nuances and behavioral quirks. So this is then when my ears pricked up. I want his ears tapered, but quite still fluffy, said a young man nursing a haughty shih tzu. And don't touch his bottom or he'll go bonkers and attack his own feet. So, oh, 
Okay. Righto. Okay. That's, that's interesting. I don't yeah. think it's necessarily touching his bottom that he'll go bonkers and be attacking his feet. I've got a funny feeling that your dog's got an allergy and, and, and that you're probably missing the fact that he's got an allergy and that he's probably irritated around his bum as well. So that, that's all right. Let's keep reading me the article, Christina, and let's see where we, how, how much further we go. A woman with a cocker spaniel produced images from a breeder's manual showing the style she wanted. Yes. Yes. With the fringe just looping down slightly over the right eye and suggested the best way to calm his anxieties was to sing to him. There are instructions about cutting ingrown nails and trimming eyelashes and shaping beards, cleaning ears, removing eye gunk and defining inner body areas. The groomers, mostly young women, took it all in their stride. From out the back where dogs waited in in cages for their turn, I could hear buzzing and humming and sloshing mixed with a few yips and barks and Mm. someone singing, how much is that doggy in the window? (laughs) Presumably to the anxious spaniel. Wow. This is just an interesting little article that, you know, someone who's a, 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 a journalist and is writing an article observing things is probably observing signs of dogs with anxiety issues, but not actually recognizing it, realizing it. And this is sort of going back to what Rebecca was talking about of how do you try and, and you know, listen to, the, to what the patients are trying to tell you, but also how do you try and educate the owners to realize that, hang on, this is actually a problem. So this is something that we're doing quite a bit of now um, at our work because we've got the groomers. What are you singing? What, what songs are you singing, mate? Uh, we, we, we find that we need to need to change a little bit. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes it's a little bit of um, a little bit of Britney Spears. Sometimes right. if you want some Spice Girls can be quite, uh, quite soothing for the dogs. Any of uh, any of uh, Ron from the uh, the Cat Lover Show? Any of his tracks that you've 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 taken on board with a little hat? You know, like uh, it's rain and men, hallelujah. hallelujah. Yeah, um, anything I, I, like I, that I, at all? Ron's sort of number. I couldn't speculate, Lewis. I, right. I, I'd hate to because uh, we we've already used our, our one legal thing for today, talking <laughs> about the grump the grumpy COVID um, uh, person for yes. puppy class. So so we, we I need to be careful on that on that side yes. of um. So so you, much like we were saying with Rebecca, and you were saying using medications to try and help out these dogs that get anxious because the reality is is that sometimes these dogs don't like getting groomed, but if you keep on pushing them time after time after time, they're not gonna get better. No. Uh, gonna get worse yes so so i say to our groomers if you are having trouble grooming a dog you tell us so that then we can be telling the owners that your dog is scared and there are things that we can do to try and help to relax them to help to take their fear away yeah because we're not in the business of trying to upset animals we're in the business of trying to help animals yeah spot on mate yeah good one who's the who's the journalist what's you got a name there uh uh, uh, frank robson was for that one oh thank you very much frank uh that's a great article and so then the second one here is um yana hawking's mortifying moment with country town's unicorn man now now um now uh, you know just full disclosure here this was an article that lewis sent me for my perusal this is from the lifestyle and relationships specifically the dating part of of news.com.au well, just just to you know highlight there i wasn't perusing the dating section of the the newspaper, it did come up in a, uh, actually, I think Carl from work might have sent it to me. Yes, Carl. Oh, Carl said, was the one yes, that was Carl, going to Carl right. sent it to me. So he's definitely in the dating world. And if there are any young listeners out there that are interested in a dashingly handsome, anyway, you know, we move on. We're not dating. Well, would you, would you describe it? Dating. 
Would you describe him as a unicorn, Lewis, as, as has oh. been in the, uh, in the article here? If you mean a unique person with uh, uh, a sleek coat, um, loves running around, you know. Big yep. horn growing out of his throat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, big horn. I don't know about that aspect. But no, it, no, no, no. So you can speculate, but let's not. A unicorn. A yes. unicorn, right. Yes. So, Yana and so Hockey- Carl's number is? Yeah, oh, yes. 040. <laughs> Um, uh, Yana Hawking's mortifying moment with Country Town's Unicorn Man. Um, it's it's always been a small fantasy of mine. She hasn't gone into what her large fantasies are, Lewis. Mm. To eventually escape to the country, uh, live in a gorgeous house with a wraparound around her, a few chooks, perhaps a goat or two. I think that sounds like the start of Don Burke's show. But anyway, that's right. Um, and a small the gum tree. <laughs> In the gun trees. Uh, and a small yes. orchard where I grow my own produce, all while wearing billowing dresses and harking on about rainfall predictions. Anyway, right. and so I think on if and you so do go, If you do follow her blog, I'm pretty sure she does talk about her large fantasies as well. Oh, really? But that's oh. not suitable for this children-friendly podcast. No, not at all. So when mum called me to fill me in on the latest town gossip that there was a new, rather dashing young male vet in town... And he was single, OMG, I knew what I had to do. I looked down at my small chihuahua, nestled at my feet and thought, isn't it time for your injections? Mm. Well, first off, you probably should have checked its vaccination card to see if it was actually due for the vaccinations. But anyway, um, uh, now this, this, I immediately knew where this was going, Lewis, as soon as I saw the word chihuahua yes but anyway i shamelessly called the small town veterinarian asked for a booking with the new vet and chugged up the highway to the farm that very weekend uh now um so a a hot new single vet in town is basically a unicorn because literally every other single man gets snapped up so quickly right okay Um, uh, or at least probably the ones that don't smell too much like cow poo. Well, she doesn't go on to say that, but I'm, I'm theorizing. The morning of our vet visit, I washed and blow dried my hair and blah, blah, blah. Um, I even gave Ziggy the hound a quick wash and blow dry. We were spruced up in our weekend's finest and ready for a trip into town. And there's a picture of the Chihuahua sitting in the back of the car, not necessarily looking like he's been properly restrained but anyway that's what um after making charming small talk with fellow attendees in the waiting room the dashing vet comes out and invites ziggy and i into his consultation room he was dressed in a gorgeous light blue linen shirt that really brought out his sparkling eyes and wide set shoulders this sounds like it could have been you back in you know 1998 lewis oh, i was a big fan of the chambray in the day mate i must say oh, yeah the sure, chambray yeah. shirt yeah yeah. Nice. yeah 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 very and much the, very much myself rot, rot and gun pants or you know <laughs> No, no, Stussy pants. Stussy pants. Ah, <laughs> nice one. Very good. Bit, bit of each, mate. Oh, um, just just run that description by me again. Business up top and then, you know, yeah. party. party down below. Yeah, I, I see where you're going. Yeah. He had a very sensible haircut, so this wouldn't have been you, um, which I decided would eventually grow out. Three ticks and a small cross. Fine, let the games begin. I flutter my eyelashes and schmooze on in. Now, I would love to say that this is where we fell in love at first sight, but what happened next is truly mortifying. We started off with some good banter, and he suggested that Ziggy should also have his nail clipped. Sure, why not? Ziggy was an absolute trooper during the injections, and there is something so ridiculously attractive about a man who cares for animals. The way he held 
held my minuscule dog in his big mas- muscular arms, really got the heart pounding. I'm not sure if she's talking about her heart or Ziggy's heart. Um, I got a feeling that Ziggy's heart might have been pounding well, well, if it was being held in those large muscular arms. I, I sense a, I sense a, yeah, I sense a small hole in that story there. Just uh, winding back a bit. Uh, yes. Y- uh, the vet suggested a nail trim for the Chihuahua. Yes. yes. Ah, 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 I, no, we're not doing that. No way. I call shenanigans on that as well. Yeah, yeah no. there is there there is no vet putting their hands up to trim a Chihuahua's nails. <laughs> no way. There's, there's a reason why we get asked to trim the Chihuahua's nails right at the end of the consultation because yes. we are trying so hard to ignore the fact that these <laughs> nails are half as long as the dog's toes, if not longer, uh, because we don't want to do it for the very reason of what's covered at the next part of the story. Exactly. Well. Um, the thing we won't we weren't offered to trim those trials now. So even if they're as long as you know that Indian guy you see on the on the, the Guinness World Book of Guinness World Records, records the yes. longest nails. If they're like that, we might possibly. But even then, we're probably ignoring them. Well, there's a there's a reason for that. It's because we can trim them in the consult room while the dog's still in the waiting room, and that's fine. <laughs> Those so we're far okay. enough away from the bitey end. Um, uh, it was time for a nail trim and I, I was propped in a seat in the corner trying to look dainty and to make small talk, asking him how he was enjoying his time in the town when Ziggy clocked the dreaded clippers. He's never been a fan of this procedure, but the vet was so good with him during his injection, I thought this would be a walk in the park. Now, I don't know if you've ever seen a dog leave his own body and allow the devil to take over, oh, but it's yes. not pretty. Oh. As soon as the handsome vet came within an inch of his tootsies, the teeth are out, the growl was strong, and before long, the sharp, high-pitched barks began. One little snip, and the vet clocked a massive bite to his hand, like it drew blood. Second snip, and Ziggy had gone completely feral, and I swore everyone in the waiting room thought the vet was conducting an exorcism. The vet could no longer hold Ziggy still, so I took hold of this possessed demon, and we tried to keep him calm, while Ziggy tried to bite himself out of this frightful situation." By the third snip, he required a muzzle because we were covered in scratches and bites. While we paused to catch our breath and composure, Ziggy the Chihuahua demon dog saw this opportunity to break free and launched himself into the air like an eagle off the high bench, coming to a giant crash on the floor where he took off and ran straight into a cupboard, knocked himself out and let go of his bowels like a combusted balloon everywhere. The floor was covered in poo. Ziggy was covered in poo. And as I slowly woke, uh, looked at the vet who had been bent down to scoop up Ziggy, it would appear that he too, indeed, covered in poo. His beautiful linen shirt ruined handsome vet took that opportunity to quickly clip ziggy's feet and assessed for damage thankfully he was completely fine and ziggy came around in no time oh wow so many holes mate like swiss cheese my goodness by the time the consultation was finished we were a little war torn and shaken ziggy on the other hand was back to his jolly good self tail wagging and ready for his next adventure i left covered in bites scratches and dog feces i couldn't even look at the vet as we left in shame nor the horrific faces in the waiting room however upon reflection i shan't be deterred everyone loves a challenge and i'm sure he'll get a real kick out of the hazmat suit i'll wear to next year's injections so lewis from a a um behavior kind of uh interest vet is there anything you would like to uh add to this story about how maybe things could have been approached a little bit differently well i appreciate lana's in the job of writing humorous stories that are going to go viral and uh get some get some traction and you know get some some clicks put some money in the bank for her but uh uh, look there's it doesn't sound hopefully that wasn't how the consult went Mm. i uh 
Uh, I worry if, if there are still vets, particularly even young vets, mm-hmm. perhaps, yep. that are doing those sorts of things to the point where the dog's passing out or, you know, pooing everywhere. It worries me. I mean, uh, in their right mind, if the dog's squealing and yelping when you've clipped the first nail, you're not going to clip a second nail and get nope. bitten. And then nope. go, oh, hang on, let's try a muzzle now. Yep. You're, uh, you know, very much in that early stage, if you touch the feet and you see anything at all, you, you, you're talking about either trying to do something else, trying to do some medication, mm-hmm. uh, reassessing, those sorts of things. But, yeah, I, I, you know, unfortunately myself, I can think of days where, you know, potentially I have done things to animals where they've got that stress that they've let go of their bowels. And I look back at those days and go, oh, my goodness, not ever again you know absolutely uh, you know, I, I can you know i would only think of the reason i would do that now is for the safety of somebody if that was yes. you know what needed to be done the restraint of an animal that that's all i could think of a reason reason to do it there's so many other mm. ways to go around it these days so but yeah many many hopefully it's just a poetic license that uh that has has been used by yana it was yep. a source of discussion or was on, it uh, on uh, some traction uh, on in a the vet- vet world? veterinary Facebook page? A couple yep. of a uh, uh, couple of comments was um, um, I would not have waited until the third nail um, before they put on the muzzle. All right, yeah, mm-hmm. fair enough. Yep. Uh, uh, one comment was uh, someone was a little bit bitter. I think. Um, um, a bit upset. Uh, they thought it was a ho- total hoax. There are no men like that. There are no vets like that out there. Or was that, that just could, that there were that no men vets true. out there? Well, I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, you know, it was, it was from two years ago. This is not true. It's, it's made up. And, uh, and then that person seemed like they were a little bit bitter. I'm not bitter? Really sure yet. Po- yeah. Possibly. Yeah. Uh, then, uh, we got someone up, oh, you know, blue linen shirt, uh, obviously ironed, not screwed in a ball when washed, uh, good looking, looked after his body, full head of hair, single after being through vet school with a high female to male ratio. I'm thinking they're probably looking for a boyfriend. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I see. See, I agree with you. Yeah, for sure. Let's, let's not. I'm just going to cough. Yep, yep. Uh, uh, I, I agree with you on that. That's a, I, I hadn't actually thought about that as a particular uh, uh, scenario. Cast dispersions, but that's a, yep. that's a high possibility. And then there was a little bit of who is the vet. Oh, and then, trying, to, trying some detective work. Then someone has come up with a spit of sleuthing and said, that was that is my boss and he's married with three kids. Oh, So there's a lot of poetic license going because I think there was a photo and it showed the consult room. Oh, right. And okay. Yes. You'd recognize your own consult room, wouldn't yes. you? And then you realize that there's only one male vet at the clinic and that's <laughs> yep. the boss who's got three kids. So Yana, great story, but we did try and contact you. I did try and contact Yana. Yeah. Haven't heard as yet on Instagram. She's uh, obviously very busy fielding a lot of other yes, media yes, inquiries. Yep. She's got the blue tick, so she's real. Oh, she's she's real. She exists. Y- Yana underscore Hawking for anyone who wants to follow her and, uh, and tell her. Hang on, I'm going to cough again. My goodness. 
I think Lewis Lewis was um he was doing some some work with a uh with a glue stick when we first got on the uh, to record today. So I'm worried they might be uh, trying to imbibe some fumes from that glue stick. Did you want to, did you want to tell everyone what you're trying to do with the glue stick earlier, mate? Uh, what you're trying to stick together or? All right, I'm back. No idea. What hey, you're hey about. he's back. Yep, fantastic. Yep. Yeah, uh, Yana. Anyone who wants to follow and maybe ask why isn't she going on our podcast? She's got seventeen thousand followers. Ooh, gee, which is which is uh, a good Legit. a good uh, eight thousand more than we've got. Eight thousand yeah. times. Many, many Kazakhstani bots in there. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know. Hi, Yana. Your latest story about the vet visit future hour has certainly piqued the interest of the vet community. Well, I think it's hilarious and very true to what can sometimes happen. Mm. Apart from the love interest aspect and the dog pooing everywhere and passing out, there are some major discussions on a private Facebook vet Facebook group to try and ID the vet, but also some of the dinosaur vets are trying to poke holes in your story. Well, that's us. Yes. Yep, so I only appre- totally appreciate Rex, short hands. You know. to- yeah, can't wipe your bottom. Yeah. yeah. I know. That's why they died out. <laughs> Totally appreciate there would be some poetic license to the story, but would it be possible if we could interview you about the consultation on our weekly Vets, Two Vets Talk Vets podcast? It's a pretty informal chat and we were hilarious to have you on. Thanks, Dr. Lewis and Dr. Robbie. Now, I mean, I'm sure she's busy. She's yes. fielding. She's got a lot of work on. I mean, she's she's only updating every three hours on Instagram, so she probably hasn't seen yeah, it a yet. Lot of time. Yes, no, a lot, a lot of time on her hands. And look, but but Yana, when you when we do get you on, we'll uh, we'll we'll run it by uh, Ron's lawyers and make sure it's all okay. And then and then we'll have you on for a chat at some stage. It would be lovely. Yes. So um so and the and the take home take home of the story is. If your dog's looking stressed, maybe talk to your vet about, is there a more stress-free way in yes. which we can be doing things rather? No, no dog, no dog has ever had to have their nails clipped to have to go through that. Yeah, exactly. If they have to have the nails clipped and they're that bad, uh, we will be sedating your yes. pet to do it. Yes. Yep. Yep. Yeah. We should be, we should be bad. We should as, be as because there are options. Exactly. We're, we're not, we're not certainly 30 years ago. How, how long ago when you graduated, mate? 30, 40 years ago, whatever it is. Oh, Look, back whatever. in my day. Whatever. whatever you know, mate. whatever. Yeah. yeah. I graduated with Marie Curie. She was, she was my radiology lecturer. Very nice. Very <laughs> nice. Only the best, mate. Only the best. <laughs> um, now we're going to move on. We're running out of time. Why not? Yeah. Sorry. I've taken over a little bit. Yeah. When you, when you sent me before, say, have you got anything prepared? And I said, no. And then suddenly, you know, who, who would have thought two vets ramble about pets? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, All right. righty. All advice on this show is generally in nature, so please consult your veterinarian before following advice for your pet or for your dating of of or, or suspicious of trying to um, date um, date vets. Uh, we do our best to provide the most up to date information as veterinary medicine is continually advancing and changing. Please let us know if we missed anything or if you need any clarification. Do you need to have another break to try and dislodge that uh, uh, that that glue stick from your epiglottis? Oh, I I swallowed it. I, I breathed in a Tim Tam this week. Breathed in a Tim Tam. Yeah. So I was trying to, I was trying to um, discharge a, a cat that I'd removed all these teeth, and I said, "Look, excuse me, I had a Tim Tam before coming in, and I think a part is saving on me epiglottis. I just have to go and cough it up. Excuse me for a moment." Oh wow! 
There you I'm go. Back now, thank you very much. It was a particularly tasty Tim Tam too. Was it? Was it particularly tasty because you'd just done a dental without any gloves, and then you just went, "Oh, I'll grab that Tim Tam, yum." Very what nice. I actually did, what I've what I've worked out to do is, um, I just keep the Tim Tam in my mouth behind my mask while I do the dental, so it sort of pokes out through the from the like this is a tenting of the of the mask, and I just slowly nibble at it through the like it, it sort of melts onto my lips as I'm doing the dental. I sort of wow. go, "Nom nom nom you nom." You wear nom. a mask. You wear a mask for dental, mate. Wow. Oh, it's a, yeah, it's advanced. Oh, oh I even, <laughs> wear, even wear gloves. It's great. Yeah. Oh, excellent. Oh! All right, all that's right. Why, we'll, we'll, let's, Harry Cooper. Let's take what that break. break. We'll take that break. We'll take a break. Hey, Robbie, I'd love to give a shout out to our friends at PetSure for their awesome free webinar series. Yeah, man, I heard about those. Aren't they called Pause and Learn? As in P-A-W-S. <laughs> I see what you did there. Oh, mate, there's nothing like a good acronym. It got your attention. <laughs> it certainly did, mate. But seriously, the Petra webinars cover some amazing topics, though. They sure do. There's one on COVID-19 and pets, very topical, and essential viewing for all concerned pet parents in this COVID-19 world. Indeed, mate, and for vets as well. Oh, you're absolutely right. There's also another one called Setting Up Your New Pet for Success. And here's one that's really important, Helping Pets Avoid Separation Anxiety. That'd be right in your wheelhouse, wouldn't it? Oh, mate, love that. Anything on behaviour, that's absolute gold. Oh, mate, it's all gold, gold, gold for pet sure, yeah. And you know they're presented by Pet Shaw's Chief Vet, Dr. Danny Hulhan, friend of the podcast, and also they have a range of other pet experts for each topic, so you know you're getting the good stuff. Oh, mate, that sounds great. So to learn more about these webinars or to register, visit petsure.com.au slash webinars. Registration is free, but spots are limited. And since we've just registered, two less. So make sure you secure your spot today. Oh, T's and C's apply. Visit petsure.com.au for more information. Alrighty, guys. Uh, welcome back. Uh, we uh, after that short break, we are discussing Tim Tams and loogies that we're coughing up. Uh, yes. I've got I've got a little article that um, that I got from. This is a it must be a new thing. That the Royal College of Veterinary Surgeons is doing in the UK at the right. moment. Uh, it's veterinary evidence brought to you by the Royal College Knowledge. Veterinary evidence. And it's, uh, I think they do a little bit of a summary of, of sort of some sort of topic and you know, bring together a few articles. Well, this was a, this one is cats that get stressed when visiting the veterinary practice. Can gabapentin help improve their welfare? Ooh, nice. Top, topical. What a set. We have just had an entire week. We've actually managed to almost stay on the one topic the entire That's... the entire episode. This is the first time. It's 143 episodes it's taken us to be able to pull this off. Unplanned too, mate. Unplanned. Oh. Who would have thought that we didn't sit down and workshop this for hours before we came on and discussed the same topic for a whole hour? And anybody that listens to this podcast knows that we <laughs> do not sit down and do any preparation no. other than writing each other dirty messages on the uh, Google documents <laughs> that we're doing about five minutes before we get to on try the and Zoom. trap each other when we're reading it. That's right. Yeah. While we're recording. Exactly. <laughs> so this is a knowledge summary by Louise Ann Buckley. Uh, she's a PhD and an RVN. RVN. Oh. Registered, registered veterinary nurse. nurse. Yeah, yes. very good. Now she, she looked at uh, obviously this uh, thing. So, um, 
uh, basically her summary of uh, of gabapentin cats. There is a moderate to good quality evidence from two randomized, controlled, double-blinded studies. Oh, I love hearing that. Yeah, very nice ones. Van Hef, Van Haften et al. 2017 and Pankratz et al. 2018. So reasons, reasonable, mm. reasonably recent studies to indicate that the use of oral gabapentin can be beneficial in the short-term reduction of stress in cats exposed to acute stresses associated with the veterinary clinic. Uh, duh, it's nice, yeah. to have it in, nice to have it in writing. Yes. Both studies found that a single dose size of 100 milligrams per cat was associated with reduction in the levels of behavioral parameters associated directly or indirectly with feline stress. And this effect was observed 90 to 180 minutes post-administration of the gabapentin. Oh, I normally oh. say it takes about an hour, but yes, maybe it takes a little bit longer. A similar effect was observed both in pet cats given gabapentin prophylactic, so before they got stressed, and in unknown community, i.e. feral cats or not pet cats given gabapentin once already showing behavior stress response mm. so potentially they've come to a a um a uh, like a pound or something oh, okay. like that yeah where they, they were they were admitted and then then given the the gabapentin however there is some evidence to suggest that a lower dose of gabapentin may be sufficient with 50 milligrams per cat also being associated with a significantly lower cat stress score than control cats but not significantly different from the high dose 100 milligram uh, per cat group. Mm. Certainly, I, I like the 100 milligrams for, for a larger cat. I'll even go a little bit more sometimes for a bigger cat. For the small cats or kidney failure, I might go at 50, certainly myself. Mm. But it's nice seen writing. The usefulness of a single dose of gabapentin to hospitalized cats could be improved by judicious judicious use of procedure planning to allow potentially stressful clinical procedures to be performed where possible within the 90 to 180 minute period post dosing. Mm. So that, that fits in nicely with um, what Rebecca was talking about. You know, yes. that's, um, that's, a, that's a perfect way that you can have a cat waiting for their procedure, nicely medicated on a little bit of gabapentin. Yeah, that's again. We've been using the gabapentin. Um, uh, Tracy, who's one of our listeners, um, uh, we use gabapentin with quite great success, being able to get blood from her uh, hypothyroid kitty cat. Um, yep. and and urine because she often gets urinary tract inf- uh, issues as well. So, um, without the gabapentin, we can't get near Cleo, but with it. We certainly can. Uh, and with her, uh, we, uh, we do usually get away with a, um, a 50. Um, the last time I had to give her a hundred because she was getting a little uh, extra on the grumpy pants. So we tried to, we let the clutch out and gave her a little bit more, but I'm a, I'm a fan of it. I think it's good. Mm. And you know, like we're, again, it's that, it's that whole thing of there's, there must be a better way, you know, there must be a better way of being able to do it. And, and so using, again, you know, giving cats a little bit of water that's got gabapentin in it is not realistically going to massively increase the chances of them uh, regurgitating or aspirating while under a general anesthetic. But crikey, if it helps to relax the cats enough that we can handle them easier when they come in for their procedure... Uh, of course, we should be. I'll, doing. I'll, I'll do a spoonful of food, mate. No, no, no stress at all if I yeah. have to. With, if I can't pill them, yeah. Um, I'll tell the owners, you know, a teaspoon of food with them gabapentin. I really love. Um, in Australia, we have a. I don't know if it's overseas. A product called Dine Creamy Treats. Oh, I've seen, seen an article those? on this. The, ki- the kitty crack. Yes, and uh, Olive loves it. So we give right. her gabapentin when I'm taking to the cattery or I'm taking her into work. And the only thing she'll take it in is, uh, I think it's the prawn and salmon 
dine oh. creamy treat. So if you've got a cat. It sounds delicious. Yeah. Oh, it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Forget your Tim Tam, mate. Oh, I'm straight into the creamy treat. <laughs> you can get, I think you can get them. One up the, each nostril. You can get them in the supermarket. So they're at Coles and Woolies pretty. Oh, not yeah, sure. right. yeah, no Coles and Woolies. And uh, certainly seen them both. So um, if you've Excellent. got a cat, yeah, that, that doesn't like the taste of the gabapentin, I, I find, yeah, I'll say, yeah, spoonful, a teaspoonful of food before a procedure, you know, them to give it at home. I'm not, I'm not adverse to that at all. Mm. Certainly when we had the specialist um, anaesthetist on. Eleanor. Uh, Ellen, thank you. Eleanor. She certainly said, yeah, I'm happy for a teaspoon of food for to give yeah. medication in the morning. I have no worries at yeah. all. Yes, no so, qualms. Exactly. So there you go. Fantastic. All righty. Well, I reckon uh, we are so full of, of, of time that we're going to have to uh, leave the because we do actually have a mailbag. I do have a mailbag, but I've read it on too much, so we'll have to do it next yeah, time. I think so. I think we will, mate. Definitely. All right. Cool. Fantastic. All righty, Rebecca, we will send you out a sticker. And yes. thank, you, thank you very much. If you want to support us on Patreon, go to patreon.com uh, slash two vets talk pets. And we're there. For a little bit of money, you can help us out with the podcast. You can. Alrighty, guys. You can find us at Gmail as well. Two at at gmail.com. You know, um, you can see you know, really you know old old pictures of us doing things on Instagram. You know, we're there. You, know, you can see a picture of Lewis making a dog vomit on TikTok. Yes, we're there. You know, otherwise we'll be here next week. Why yep. don't you be here too? Fantastic. See you next week, guys. Peace Scratch- out. Scratch you later. Thanks for listening to Two Vets Talk Pets with Lewis and Robbie. To chat further about this week's episode or ask the guys any questions, search Two Vets Talk Pets on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or send an email to Two Vets Talk Pets at gmail.com. You can find Lewis on Twitter with the handle at Vet Behaviorist, and more importantly, as the two pet heroes return to their day job of saving animals' lives, be sure to thank them with a five star review on iTunes. Every time you do, a small, cute animal will receive a cuddle. <laughs>